0: Welcome to Light Church. We're so glad you could join us for this weekly message. We hope this message leaves you feeling inspired and equipped to be all that you were made to be. Hey, welcome to Light Church. Welcome to our virtual gathering. We're so glad you decided to join us today.
1: Yeah, if this is your first time joining us, we are so excited that you're here. We're so glad that you're with us. You're so, so welcome.
0: Yeah, we've been journeying over the last couple of weeks through the book of Nehemiah. And uh, we're going to be carrying on today in chapter four, the first few verses of chapter four. And we're going to be looking at the idea of opposition. So opposition is a big part of our lives. And uh, so we're going to be looking at this passage and what it has to say about opposition.
1: Yeah, so in chapter 4, verse 1 to 3, um, we see how Nehemiah deals with opposition. Um, learning to deal with opposition is just so important. It's so important for us as a church to um, learn to deal with, but it's also so important for us as individuals to learn how to deal with. Because oppo- opposition puts us in such um, a standoff, it puts us where we have two decisions, we either stop or we continue. And if we don't learn how to deal with the opposition, we won't be able to continue.
0: Yeah, definitely. So a little bit of a sort of a catch up if you're joining us for the first time. Uh, the book of Nehemiah is a book about a guy called Nehemiah who God calls to rebuild the walls of Jerusalem. Now Jerusalem had been sort of, they'd been like pillaged, the, the gates had been burned, the, the walls had been knocked down. Kind of a shameful situation for them to find themselves in. So Nehemiah hears about Jerusalem, he sort of laments about it, he takes it to God, he sort of he prays by and he feels that like God is calling him to do something about it. So then he is a cupbearer for the king of Persia. Uh, I encourage you to go look back at our uh, previous virtual gatherings if you want to catch the whole story. But essentially, Nehemiah is sent to go and rebuild the walls of Jerusalem. So he gathers all these people together, this kind of unexpected crowd of people. There were no builders, there were no sort of master craftsmen or carpenters. It was just sort of random groups of people. There were priests, there were perfume makers. There was widows. who were just random people that came together to rebuild the city of Jerusalem. So we catch up in, in chapter 4, and I'm going to read this out, the first few verses, where uh, the, the Jews are rebuilding, and there's these groups of people that we actually met back in chapter 2 who begin to mock them and ridicule them mm-hmm. for even wanting to try and rebuild. So if you have a Bible, let's read from uh, Nehemiah chapter 4, and we're going to read verses 1 to 3. Nehemiah 4 verses 1 to 3. So it says, When Sanballat heard that we were rebuilding the wall, he became angry and was greatly incensed. He ridiculed the Jews. And in the presence of his associates and the army of Samaria, he said, What are those feeble Jews doing? Will they restore their wall? Will they offer sacrifices? Will they finish it in a day? Can they bring the stones back to life from those heaps of rubble burned as they are? Verse three says Tobiah the Ammonite who was at his side said what they are building even a fox climbing up upon it would break down their walls of stone. Mm-hmm. So here we see um, here we see the Jews sort of being mocked by these these guys in the presence of an army so the stakes are pretty high mm-hmm. and uh, we just feel like there was so much to to pull out of this. And uh, we can learn so much. We decided we'd have a little bit of a conversation about yeah. it, and uh, so I think we're in for a fun morning. Yeah, it's and, good. Uh, yeah, it's good. I think uh, it's gonna be fun. So let's pray, and then we'll jump straight in. Father God, I thank you for who you are. I thank you that you are present right here with us yeah. right now. God, we know that in life opposition is such a big part. That, God, when in your strength, we can overcome. God, yeah. the things you have called us to, people will try and stop us. Even ourselves, we may yeah. self-sabotage and um, try and sort of limit ourselves from living to be the person you've called us to be. So I pray this morning that this wouldn't just be knowledge. It wouldn't mm-hmm. just be good ideas or self-help. But, God, I pray that it would be revelation from yeah. your spirit. Mm-hmm. That it would be your heart this morning. Yeah. God, I pray that we would be steadfast, that we would be faithful, we would be resilient. And that we can become the people, we can become the church that you have called us to be. Mm-hmm. So we thank you, God. We thank thank you for all you're going to say this morning. Mm-hmm. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So a so, uh, little bit of context. Like I said, we actually met um, We met Samballa and Tobiah in chapter 2. Now, they kind of, in a sort of friendly and non-friendly way, uh, Samballa kind of goes to, to Nehemiah in chapter 2. And he kind of says like, hey... Are you are you trying to like disobey the king of Persia? Are you are you trying to uh you know kind of go up against him? Are you trying to start a rebellion here? So he didn't like come at Nehemiah and the Jews like real forcefully. Mm-hmm. He kind of, it was a little bit manipulative, it was a little bit like, hey, I'm on your side, what are you trying to do here? But then obviously we pick up in chapter four, and Sambala and Tobiah are they're they're way more forceful with this now. Mm-hmm. They actually start to mock. Yeah. So uh, we've got a, a couple sort of voices of opposition that we see in this passage that are, um, they sort of impacted the Jews, but they also impact us mm-hmm. on a daily basis sometimes. So if you're taking those, the first voice of opposition that we see in this passage and that we hear is the job is too big. The job is too big. So Sambal he taunts the Jews. He begins to ridicule them. He says, hey, like, are they going to rebuild the whole wall? Are they going to do it in a day? So he's kind of like just looking at the scale of the job. It was a very big job. He was looking at these Jews who, you know, weren't builders. And he was kind of looking at them and saying, are you going to offer a sacrifice? Is that how you're going to be able to do this? Is, Is your God going to help you out? Is this going to be some miracle? Like What are you doing? What are you trying to do? And I think it's interesting. So it's kind of like, uh, Sam Ballot didn't go for the Jews necessarily. Mm. He kind of goes for the scale of the job. Like, this is yeah. way above your head. This is far too big. Yeah. I don't know about you, but I've experienced this in my own life. And uh, where where someone might say, hey, are you sure? Are you mm. sure you want to do that? That's quite a, quite a big thing to take on. Or, hey, that's quite a, a big job. And um, I think, I don't know, why do you think it, it's so paralyzing for us to hear those words, hey, this is far too big. Are you sure you're not in over your head on this one? Mm-hmm. Why do you think it, it carries so much weight? I
1: mean, I kind of think about Hebrews 12, um, verse 2 in this, um, um, tw- 2 to 3, and it says, Let us fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured such opposition from sinful men, so you will not grow weary and lose heart. And it's kind of just this idea that we have our eyes on um, God and not on our situation.
0: Mm.
1: We're like looking to God and not our situation. But when someone says to us, the job is too big, mm. suddenly our eyes are no longer on God and we're just looking at our situation. Yeah, we're looking true. and going, this job is too big. Mm. This this job is... Um, is too big and this is all I can see now because my focus has shifted. My focus is now on the physical. Um And when we look at this bigness um, of our situation rather than on uh, God, I mean, it's not a lie, is it? It's not a lie that no. the job is too big. Like when they're saying this um, to Nehemiah and everyone else that's building, like it's not a lie. The job is, it's mm. a huge task. Yeah,
0: I think I think that's what good opposition is, is it's actually truth.
1: yeah exactly
0: just at the right time as well and it's like i think it paralyzes us because Mm. it's true yeah that's the point
1: no definitely so like when someone's telling you something that you kind of already know yourself but you're like no like my eyes are on god like i trust in him Mm. but then when it gets re re retold to you again you're like okay this is all i can see now Mm. and i think we need to um kind of like shift our focus again and remember like who's um called us to what we're doing who's um like spoken and said like hey i want you to do this because as soon as we remember those things again we're no longer kind of looking through fear we're looking through faith and we're going mm-hmm. okay this is who my god is and you know what my god is bigger than any yeah, situation yeah, yeah. that i may face my god is bigger than um what is physical right now like i don't have to mm. bother about these physical circumstances yeah, because of good. who my god is yeah. and i just think that that's just a really good way of realizing that when someone says something to you and it makes you look at the physical, like take a moment and stop and go, okay, I'm, I'm looking at physical. Yeah. I don't have to live my life like that anymore. Mm. I can like look to God and I get to go to him and say, you know what? This might feel like this, but I know who you are. Yeah, this might nice. feel big, but yeah. I know that you are bigger.
0: Yeah.
1: And I don't know, like you were saying before that you've experienced people say yeah. this to you. And...
0: Yeah, well, I like the idea of the faith and the fear because I think um, the way I, I would kind of see it is mm. so fear would go, God has called me to this, but it's so big. Yeah. Whereas, that's good. whereas faith would say, this is so big, but God has called mm-hmm. me to it. So it's kind of like the the right balance here. Like yeah. it kind of puts the emphasis or the the sort of reliance on the, on the right part. So mm-hmm. the thing is, faith doesn't neglect physicality it doesn't neglect the size of the job mm-hmm. now i've heard so many people would maybe it comes to a health condition or maybe it's you know something you hear people often say like oh it's not so bad and they kind of like play it down and like we said the other week playing it down doesn't make it smaller it just makes you unprepared yeah faith actually says i know this is big but in spite of it being so big god is bigger yeah it kind of saying "Look, i know this is like a, a an impossible situation i know this is difficult but God's bigger than that. Yeah, that's so And I think in my life, yeah, definitely. I remember when I was uh, sort of called to take on this church, yeah. there was people that, that would say to me, hey, are you sure? Are you sure you want to do that? There's like mm. tons of baggage. You know, the, there's, there's kind of like a lot at stake. Are you sure, like for your first sort yeah. of appointment in it's ministry, true. is is that is that what you want to do? Like, are you sure you don't want to kind of just maybe take some more time to learn mm. or maybe – and ultimately – They were not wrong. Yeah,
1: again, there's, like, truth in it. Yeah,
0: I was sat right in their seat looking at this, like, this is going to be difficult. Mm. But ultimately, I knew God had called me to it. There was Mm. something I couldn't set down inside of me. Mm. Like, yeah, in all ideal circumstances, would I have taken longer to maybe get better at some stuff? Maybe, I don't know. But I just undeniably knew God was calling me to something. So I think the voice of opposition that says the job is too big, it sort of holds weight because it's true. Mm-hmm. But what we need to learn to do is to shift our focus from, like Holly said, from the physical to actually that to, to our faith, from looking through eyes of fears, looking through eyes of faith. This is big, but God has got it. Mm-hmm. So the second uh, voice of opposition.
1: So the second one is, the mess is unsalvageable. The mess is unsalvageable. It says um, in verse 2, um, He's talking, like we said before, like it's too big like, of a job. Like, will they finish it in a day? And then it goes, can they bring the stones back to life from those heaps of rubble, burned as they are? So that's what Sam is saying. He's saying, can, like, first off, like, in a day, not a chance. Mm-hmm. Then it's like, and how are they even going to build anything? How, like, they've got, all they've got is burnt stone. What are they going to do with burnt stone? Like Like, what, like, you can't even do anything with mm-hmm. what you've got. Like, yeah, yeah, okay, it's a big job, but now, like, what you've got isn't even, like... You're not going to be able to make yeah. anything out of it. Um, what they've got is too messed up to finish. Not a chance. The mess is far too gone. Like, mm. it's far too gone. Don't, don't even bother. Like, you're just wasting your time. Mm. And so he's, like, saying, like, don't even bother trying to salvage it. Don't even bother trying to salvage it. Like, the mess is too far gone. And I think that is something that we hear people say to us quite a lot, like, yeah, in definitely. situations that we might be facing. I don't know if maybe... Um, like, someone said that to you about your marriage, maybe they've said it Mm -hmm. to you about your financial situation, maybe they've said it to you about your health, like, there's there's nothing even there to salvage anymore, there's nothing Mm -hmm. even there, like, it's, the mess, the mess is just too much, like, how are you ever going to be able to move forward Mm -hmm. when you've been in this situation, like, that might be about marriage or, like, financial situation, like, there's too much debt, like, you're never going to be able to get out of that, like, that's deep, that hole is deep, Mm -hmm. and... How? Like, yeah. I, I've done maths and, like, you're not going to be able to, like, they, we can't figure a way out of that. Or your health situation, like, oh, just give kind of give up. Maybe start preparing a few things because it's just not going to get better. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. again, like, you might even be sat here being like, my life is too messed up. Mm. Um, my life is too messed up for God to even use. There's things that I've done, there's things that I've seen, like if you knew if you could take a little look into my life you'd realize that god couldn't use me for these things like it's not salvageable the mess is too far gone and i don't know like what do you think like how does that affect now like the way we like live our life mm-hmm. the way we move forward when we're like okay this situation that i've gone i have been told it's too far gone yeah. and i kind of believe them because it's been hard so far yeah, it's yeah. been tough how do I? How do I now move forward in that?
0: I think this this voice of opposition is really interesting because it, I think it plays on something deep. So if we look at the first sort of voice, it was like, hey, the job is too big. It was kind of like it wasn't necessarily about them, like implied that they couldn't do it, but it was like, hey, look, this this job is too big. Then the this one is kind of like you know the first one was kind of to overwhelm. Yeah. This one is just kind of discouraged, but it comes in kind of. Quite a divisive, manipulative sense. Because, like, if you think about it, the Jews are coming to build. Mm -hmm. The Jews are coming to, you know, to, like, get all this rubble, rebuild walls, rebuild gates. And um, Sambala, he doesn't be like, oh, you'll never be able to do that. You can't. He just asks the question. He's like, what are Mm -hmm. you going to do? Are you going to rebuild with burnt wood? are you going to rebuild with all the rubble like mm-hmm. it, he he kind of comes at this this kind of like questioning sort of it's like a discouragement and i actually think this voice of opposition plays on our desire to take the easy road out oh, yeah. i think it it plays on like it, it allows us to justify quitting on things mm-hmm. you know hey look i i know i, I get the sentiment that you want to rebuild the city i get the idea of what you want to do but look look it, it's great Look what you're working with. It's just not good enough. It yeah. just it just isn't there. I just don't... I think it's too too far gone for you to do anything with. It sounds nice. Yeah, well, it kind of makes you be like, you know what? Yeah, you know, I'm intact. Like, yeah, my, my motives were right. My, my desire was right. But you know what? I just didn't have the right stuff. Yeah. See, I think the funny thing is God is calling us as people to see hope in Hopeless situations yeah, to see so. future in people that no one else can see future, yeah. In, that to, to see, uh, I guess, something more than mm. what most people can see. Yeah. So, if that's the case, not everyone will be able to see that. Mm-hmm. Whereas this voice of opposition allows us to go, Yeah, you're right, mm-hmm. you're right. But God is actually calling us to be those who can have eyes to see when no one else can see, yeah. And I think so often. We assume that everyone can see the same potential we can see. Oh, yeah, so when God's called good. us to do something, that everyone's like, "You're crazy!" Like, how is that gonna ever be salvaged? Mm. I don't know, but like God's character is about turning so brokenness into wholeness. Yeah. Like if you look all throughout the Bible, it's about restoring that which was too far yeah. gone. In fact. God goes for the two far guns. Mm -hmm. That's his heart. That's his character. So when God, if God's heart is to go after the two far guns, then our heart is going to be to go after the two far guns as well. That is anything from our marriages, anything from our children, anything from our churches, or even people around us that yeah. the world writes off as they will never be good enough. Yeah. They will never amount to anything. Yeah. We are the people that are being called to actually see future in yeah. them. To see hope in them. Why? Because God can see hope in yeah. them. Like, so if you are still breathing, your story is not over. Yeah. It is as simple as that. Mm. And I think if if God is calling us to see that, we're going to get opposition and people going, What are you doing? Yeah, What, what are you trying to do? Let me read a passage out from Isaiah 61. So this says... Uh, In the message version, it says, We'll rename them oaks of righteousness planted by God to display his glory. They will rebuild old ruins. They will raise a new city out of the wreckage. They'll start over on the ruined cities, take the rubble left behind and make it new. Like God's heart is to take brokenness, to take the old rubble of past lives, past brokenness, past mistakes, and turn them into something that is beautiful and restored. And I, I think this voice of opposition just helps us, um, you know, it kind of, like you said, it takes us to that fork in the road. Yeah. Do we take the easy road out and just go, oh, you know what? It was too far gone. Maybe I'll try again. Yeah. Or are we going to be the people that commit mm. to actually seeing beauty come out of ashes? Because mm. that's what yeah. our God is calling us yeah. to be. I guess in your story too, this has been a part of your life. I guess this is. Uh, Just thinking about it, this has been maybe something, even on a professional level with your job, being a community worker, this is something you have dealt with yourself. Mm. The mess is too big.
1: Yeah.
0: I don't know, do you want to speak into that real quick?
1: Yeah, no, definitely. Like, um, I think for me, um, this idea that it's like too far gone, unsalvageable, I really struggle with that word, (laughs) unsalvageable. It's just so real and tangible to me because I can walk into a situation, I can walk into um, a family's situation and see um, everything that they've got going on, um, the struggles, like I've been working a lot with families with poverty issues um, recently and it's a lot and there's a weight to it and there's a heaviness to it and there's a a large scale to it. It's not mm-hmm. just one family. There's another one. There's another one. So yeah. like I see one, and um, someone else sees another and they're like, Well this picture's bigger than maybe you yeah. realise. Yeah. Is this I don't think that you're gonna be able to do this because that it's too far gone. Like us, like we can't do anything, maybe it's something that the government needs to sort out. There's that's always one, yeah, isn't it? Like are they, let someone else de- like yeah. deal with it, let someone else sort nice it out. Good. Um someone in a different authority, maybe um it plays on a bit of like, oh yeah, like is this for me to do? And I don't know, it just leaves you feeling um justified in not doing anything when someone says like oh there's no way out of this. Like whatever bit you're gonna do, it's not even it's just a drop in the ocean. Like Mm-mm. When someone says that, it kind of infuriates me. It's like, yeah, but we all have a part to, like, make up that ocean. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, that's
0: what's a, my part? Yeah, be, like, yeah.
1: what's, like, my part? I can part only gonna,
0: give this. I can only do that. Yeah,
1: exactly. Like, oh, this is just my little bit. But it's like, yeah, but that little bit is so, so valuable. And you really need to, I guess, know that this morning. Mm-hmm. Know that that little piece that you've got plays a massive part because when we all play our small part, like we've seen in chapters one to three, um, in um, Nehemiah so far, um, everyone like from Nehemiah even feeling called in the first place to do something that was so bold, um, to then everyone doing and building their own small area. That's how the walls become built. Yeah, like that's everyone how, did
0: their bit out the back of their yeah, house, or yeah. Exactly.
1: Like if everyone just focus on that area that they've got in front of them, that call that God's put on their life in front of them, that thing that you know you've got to do. Um, like I was saying, um, I think it was week one of the series. Like if um, somebody should really do something about that. If that thing that you know that you need to do. If we all do that part, hmm. that's where we actually start to see change. And like Daniel was saying, like we all. Um, we can all see things when we're seeing through God's eyes. We yeah. can see things that no one else can see, and that's intimidating to other people as well. Because they, if they can't see it, they it doesn't make sense to them. Yeah. We have yeah. to trust in the eyes that we're seeing through are actually God's eyes, yeah, and um, we just yeah, we just need to like play our part and not like I don't know like dip on the situation. Just like oh, it's easier to get out of this. Oh, of course, yeah, it's too big and like hide away. But go, you know what? I'm actually living for something bigger. I'm actually, I'm here to build God's kingdom. Like God's called us to go and make disciples and like, I'm going to go do that Mm. no matter
0: what it takes. Yeah, that's really good. So if we're tracking this morning then, um, the the sort of voices of opposition is the Mm -hmm. job's too big. Secondly, the mess is unsalvageable. Mm. We've all heard this stuff. And then the third sort of voice of opposition that we see in this passage is you don't have what it takes. So this is kind of like the voice of yeah. you aren't good enough. You don't have what it takes. So we uh, we come across this guy Tobiah. So Tobiah he essentially says to the Jews he's mocking them at this stage. So the, the first and the second voices of influence uh, 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 voices of uh, opposition have been like uh, about the job or have been about the mess or the scale of things. Now Tobiah makes it personal. Mm-hmm. So he starts to make yeah. them feel small. So he basically says like look, the 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 way that you build just even a fox could walk over the wall of stone and it would fall down. So he's kind of like ridiculing yeah. them. Because like we know in chapter 3 that there was no builders, there were no yeah. carpenters, there were mas- master craftsmen. There was there was no one there that really knew what they were doing. It was just like a rabble of people. A random, <laughs> unexpected group of people yeah. that Nehemiah was using to rebuild this wall. Yeah. So Tobias, like, look, you guys can't even build. Yeah. Like this isn't even your strong point. This isn't even you. Like, what are you even trying to do? Like, you suck at this. You don't have what it takes. And I think this is interesting because this is possibly one of the biggest uh, voices of sort of opposition that we face in our life. It's that idea of you don't have what it takes. Mm. You are not good enough. I can assure you, you will face this at one point in your life. Whether you faced it already, you will face it at some point. Because the feeling, whether it comes from within you or whether it comes from those around you or someone who does want to see you sort of fall flat on your face, you will hear these words at some point. I know in my life, I've definitely heard these words from me. Do you have what it takes? Are you good enough for this? And I think it's really interesting because it does really paralyze us. So I think for you, let me ask you this. Why does it carry so much weight? Why does you're not good enough? You don't have yeah. what it takes. Why does that carry so much weight in our lives? Oh, yeah. Why does it paralyze us? Why does it trip us up?
1: Mm. Yeah, because it, it is heavy, isn't it? Mm. When it's like when it's on us, it's heavy. Because when it's on us, we just um it's I guess it's kinda like what I was saying earlier. Um, this one takes our eyes off God and rather than on the situation, um, the physical, um, like before it was like, it's too big. Now, it's on us. Yeah. And wow. When we look at ourselves and when we are looking at what we've got to do in relation to ourselves, that's scary. Yeah, yeah.
0: That, or we just see all of our flaws. Yeah, and we all do. Or in- in inadequacies. And...
1: Yeah, and that's daunting mm. to think, wait, I've got to do this with this.
0: Yeah. And it's true.
1: Yeah. yeah. and again, Yeah, like while well, I was saying before, it's true. Like, we aren't going to be able to do it. We don't have what it takes. We don't have what it takes to do mm. what God's um, yeah. like called us to do in this situation. Like They don't have what it takes. Like you were saying, that's not their jobs. That's not their skill sets. They don't have what it takes. They're an unlikely group to be together. Mm. Um, but it's not in their strength and it's not in our strength that we do things. Mm. We get to do it in God's strength. Like In Philippians 4.13, I literally love this verse so much. It says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Yeah. Oh, that oh, like, God. you could breathe out after. <laughs> I breathe out after I read that verse because I'm like, it's not on me. Like when I look at myself, I do, I see the inadequacies, the, mm. the flaws. And I'm just like, what God's called me to do, that thing that he's put in my life, that thing that he's asking me to do, I'm not able to do that. Mm. But he's not asking us to do it on our own. He's saying, hey, I want to do this with you. Mm. Our God just wants to do life with us. Mm. He doesn't want to say, hey, here's your task, off you go. He says, hey, come, I've got more for you. I want to give you my strength. I want you to be able to do this through me. Yeah, God wants
0: to partner with us.
1: Yeah, exactly. It's like When we bring everything that we've got, even... The bad stuff, in fact, especially the bad oh, stuff, oh. especially the, the things that we don't think are worth anything. Yeah, the and things we, say, we want to
0: hide, the things that we think don't make us good enough for stuff. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, like it. It, when we take all of that and say, hey, God, this is everything that I've got. Um, he goes, cool, let's mm. do something. Mm. Let's go um, because I want you to do it with me and I have strength that I want to give you. I have hope that I want to give you. Mm. I have joy that I want to give you. There's so much that I want to do with you let's do this Mm -hmm. thanks thanks for coming thanks for being here and this is on levels
0: though isn't it so it's like you know all these voices of opposition they could be for you know maybe god has called you to start a family or to rebuild your marriage Mm -hmm. or god has called you to you know step up into local politics or whatever it might be it could even be on a very basic level of of living out the life god has called you to Mm -hmm. live even believing in him, yeah. being a Christian, sometimes that is so difficult for yeah. us to do. And we try and do it in our own strength. We try and just, yeah. you know, but this could be on so many levels. People could say to us, do you really have what it takes to be a Christian? Do you really mm-hmm. have what it takes to follow this whole thing? Is it not just big? Is your life not just too messy? Mm-hmm. All these sort of things can creep in, can't yeah, they? And I literally. think, especially on the, that you don't have what it takes. It's like, if we just look at us, we realize, well, oh, yeah. we kind of don't. No. But in his strength, we are able to do this.
1: Yeah, so true. Like, mm. and I think I know your story. I know your life, and yeah. I feel like this. <laughs> That's good to know <laughs> as your life. Um, and I know that this is being big for you though. Like this kind of yeah, definitely. Do I like? I haven't got what it takes. People saying you don't have what it takes. Yeah,
0: yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. When I again back to when I stepped up uh, to to lead this church. Mm-hmm. I, I knew I was going to do it in the March and I was going to be appointed in the September. So I, I had a you know a couple of months finish mm-hmm. uni, kind of get my head yeah. clear, run into this, and uh, there was a period of time maybe three months where I went through like an intense period of mm-hmm. like just self doubt. Yeah. Just I don't have what it takes. Mm-hmm. How how am I supposed to do? This? People would ask me, hey, how how are you ever going to lead people that are older than you? Yeah. How how are you gonna how are you gonna do this. This is, you've never had the life experience to do that. And and the more and more I focused on it, like you said, my gaze yeah. fell from God, the one who called me to it, mm. onto me. And I begin to start looking at myself like, oh, I've never done this before. Yeah. I've never tried it's that before. So how am I going to be able to? I don't even know. I don't even know what I'm like in that scenario. Or how am I going to, you know, and all of these things start, and you get caught in a loop. Yeah. They're like the, the voice of opposition pushes you into this yeah. self destructive loop where you yeah. just, constantly looking at your flaws and and one second you're you're like yeah god's got this and then the next second you're thinking i don't have this yeah and it's like they're the same thing yeah like if god's got it we don't have it yeah but it's again it's emphasis faith says god's got it whereas fear says you don't have it yeah and they're like the same side of the coin and mm. it's just like if we just need to flick so i had to get to a place in my life where i was like you know what god has called me mm. like this yeah. right now He's called me with all the good stuff I've got to bring and all the bad stuff I've got to bring, yeah. and I think it's one of those where I just I was in a place where God has called me as yeah, I yeah. am. I am not good enough because I am good enough. I am good enough because God said I am. Yeah. Because God's called me to that, yeah. and I, I think that changes things. It really. Like does. I love the the I can do all things through Christ because it's not just it isn't some sort of like pass for you to go around in your life and be like oh I can do anything. Yeah. You know, like let me let me just jump out of an airplane with no parachute because you know. Philippians says that's not what it's about. It's <laughs> I can do all things through Christ. Yeah. So if he's called us to something, yeah. you have the opportunity in your life to opt in to God's will or to opt out of God's will. If you live mm-hmm. out of God's will, you opt out of his strength, his favor, his blessing. Yeah. You opt in to God's will, you're opting in yeah. to his favor. Like God's will also comes with God's provision. Yeah. It comes with his favor. It's so actually... when you're in God's will, those are the things that follows it. So, like, let's not get this skewed where we can go around with God's favour, like some vice that makes us live a better life or something. Yeah. It's in his will. Yeah. And sometimes it's the most terrifying place you will ever live. Oh, for but sure. it's the most fulfilling and it is the most uh, sort of comforting mm-hmm. and peaceful yeah. in the midst of the craziness. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, like self-doubt was a, was a big one for me. And again, I just had to lift yeah. my eyes back up, fix my eyes on Jesus.
1: Yeah, sure. Like just knowing who God is. And knowing that it's in him, I just think that's so important. Mm. And like what you're saying, it's not everything in life, like, is, like, jumping out of airplanes or whatever yeah, yeah, it is, yeah. what he's calling you to. And I think sometimes what he calls us to can be the scariest thing.
0: Oh, definitely. Right, so we've gone through some voices of opposition. So uh, the yeah. job's too big, the mess mm-hmm. is on salvage, what we're good for time. Yeah, i got some. Yeah. Oh, um... We we've gone through these so the the job is too big, the mess is unsalvageable, and you don't have what it takes. Mm-hmm. So we've kinda of gone through the weight of these. We've kinda of gone through why is it that they affect us so much. So like the, the the job is too big, it's true. The job is big. Often when God calls us calls us to something, the job is too big. Yeah. You know, or the mess is unsalvageable. Often it does look unsalvageable, but God has given us eyes to see mm-hmm. how something could be brighter or better or bigger or whatever. And it's again committing to see through the eyes of faith, yeah. through God's eyes, and then that you don't have what it takes. Again, it's just about where does our vision lie? Yeah. Where where does our perspective come from? Yeah. And uh, but let's talk quickly then about some sort of defenses against yeah. opposition. position. How do we do? How do we defend ourselves when it comes to these voices, you know, coming against us? And um, so we kind of made a, a list of some things uh, from this passage, and also just from from general life itself. So, first one, uh, and this is from the, the passage just later on in Nehemiah, the best way to silence the voice of opposition mm-hmm. is to do the very thing that it said you couldn't do. So, the, the one of the very ways for you to sort of just uh, kind of silence, now we see in Nehemiah, there's this beautiful moment where uh, Samballot and the army of Samaria and and uh, Tobiah, they're, you know, they're slating the Jews. What yeah. are you doing? This is ridiculous. You're feeble. Are you going to do this in a day? They're kind of mocking God as well. Or are you going to offer some sacrifices? And then um, we we see this moment where kind of like Nehemiah offers it to God. And then he just goes, so we rebuilt, re, so we rebuilt the wall. Mm-hmm. And I love it. And it's kind of like this idea that they were kind of slating. Them. There's no way you're going to be able to do this. And Nehemiah is like, you can just see him like listening to it and going, yeah let's go rebuild the wall It's like yeah. let's go do the very thing He said we couldn't Now yeah. don't hear me wrong I'm not saying out of spite That is not your motivation Proving people wrong is not mm-hmm. your motivation But what I'm saying is If God has called you to something And there is a voice of opposition You can either get involved in conversation Back and forth No we can because God said No and it'll just keep going Or just get your head down mm-hmm. Commit being faithful Be resilient mm-hmm. And just do the very thing yeah. They said you couldn't do like our church, we want to be a church that talks with our yeah. hands. That means we're not just going to sit and talk, oh, we want to see you know, poverty reduced in our area, or we want to see community built again, or whatever it might be. How are we going to talk about that? We're going to talk about it by demonstrating yeah. it. Like, we're going to demonstrate the very thing that we're saying. So it, it, I guess in your life, if there is something that you feel God has called you to, and there are some voices of opposition saying, like, what are you doing? You can't do this. Can I encourage you? Like... You need to get your head down, yeah. follow what God has called you to do, and make some progress. Yeah. Progress is the best way to demonstrate. Yeah. you got some cool thoughts on demonstration.
1: Yeah, like, um, I think that progress just shows that in the light of, like, the job being too far gone, uh, too big, that we don't have what it takes, that that just really demonstrates God and that yeah. he's working. Yeah, And that... I don't know, just that, like, we are able to do things that seem impossible, Mm. so to be able to say in our lives, to demonstrate to those around us, like, God's strength, God's provision, Mm -hmm. God's faithfulness to us, I just think that's so um, amazing, and like, that we can do that in our everyday life without even having a conversation, without doing, um, like, making big speech to someone maybe yeah, yeah. having like some question and answer time with someone we just get to just do our life do what god's called us to despite the fact that it isn't we aren't able to do it and we just get to do it and through that god's provision his yeah, faithfulness yeah, yeah. his goodness his yeah, kindness it's like is just shown yeah. and i just think wow like who are we to just stop when we see opposition then Mm. who are we to say ah yeah this is too big ah yeah like i'm i can't do this oh Mm. it is it isn't salvageable when we go yeah like that is true but my god is bigger Mm. like he sustains me he is my strength and he like he like god sees things so like what we're saying earlier about um kind of the fact that it's not salvageable like yeah to us it's not but, well, like, even the way that we try and think about it through knowing who God is, mm. He might not even do it that way either. Yeah, like, yeah, God yeah. does yeah. new things all the time. He sees things and wants to work things out in a way that we can never comprehend. So, we just have to trust and you go, you know what? Let's just make yeah. some progress. Let's just keep going. Yeah. Let's get our heads down and just do what God's called me to do. Yeah. Well,
0: I think like the greater odds, like the, the more impossible the situation, yeah. it kind of demonstrates this evidence that God's moving, that God's yeah. working. I love that. And imagine your life could be mm. like we we've said this before, imagine if your life was the only Bible that someone ever read. Mm. And them seeing you do things that no one thought was possible, no one thought was salvageable, no one thought you would be able to do. It is evidence that God is working. I think that's incredible. Yeah. So progress uh, is a good defense against opposition. Second one, word of God. I love this. This is mm. super important. So uh, we see in, in like Matthew chapter 4, Jesus goes out into the wilderness and he's tempted. He's like tested uh, by Satan. And, um, you know, they go through these different things and, and Satan sort of offers him uh, some sort of tempting yeah. offers. Oh, I'll give you control of this and that or whatever. And uh, interestingly enough, Jesus doesn't sort of get into this sort of back and forth and argue with him and start throwing shade at him. Instead, Jesus quotes the word of God. Yeah. He essentially quotes back the Bible to Satan. And I think this is our, one of our key yeah. defenses. It says in the Bible, like it puts out the, the, the arrow, the flaming arrows of the enemy. The Bible is, the word of God is one of the most important defenses mm-hmm. we have against opposition, against voices of opposition. Let me encourage you, learn your Bible. Mm-hmm. I when, no, when we encourage you to read your Bible, get to know God in it, yeah. but also get those words into you. Yeah. The Holy Spirit will bring mm-hmm. things out of you that are in you. So but fair. if you haven't stored anything up, He isn't going to bring those things to your mind. So like, for example, if you find yourself in a situation and you just think, oh, I'm feeling really dry, I'm feeling really distant, can I encourage you, get the Bible yeah. into you. The Word of God yeah. is going to be a foundation for your life. You will not be able to withstand what God has called you to, to like make the distance, go the distance. Mm. If you can't sort of like block out these opposing voices, you need the word of God to sort of guide you, Mm. to tell you who you are. And I think get it into, I think it's so so, important. So
1: important.
0: It's a big one. So progress, word of God, community.
1: Community, yeah. So, I mean, all throughout the Bible, we just see God... Calling us community. He just again and again like repeats how important community is, being around people, and being around people that are gonna encourage you, that are gonna support you. And like we see in the story as well, like Nehemiah, he's not on his own building this wall. He's not on his own taking all this um, opposition. He's not on his own taking all these like comments and like slide digs. Like, no, like he's with other people and together they go. We're gonna rebuild this wall. Yeah, Together be. they go, you know what? Like when you're having a bad day, I'm gonna pull you along. When they say mm-hmm. that thing that really gets you, it doesn't get me as much. I'm gonna I'm gonna shoulder that yeah, for you no, and so remind good. you that our God is bigger, that he um wants to do something that he's called you to That is, and just having community is just so so important we really encourage like people here at Life church like just not to do life alone like i know it's been really hard in this time as well like with um lockdown with coronavirus that we've all been like scattered and like apart but like it's just so important that we have these times on a sunday morning where we come together and we get around god's word and like hear what he's saying to Mm -hmm. us as a church
0: no that's good Definitely. Um, so progress, word of God, community, mm. and your call. So your call is like it, when you're facing voices of opposition, it's so easy to forget what God called you to. Mm. I want to encourage you, keep the call of God on your life at the forefront of your life. Yeah. Because when people tell you you can't do it, mm. you can remember what well, God's called me to it. Mm. And if God's called me to it, He will equip me for it, mm. He will provide for me. Uh, he will he will bring favor on my life in order for that thing to be done. It's his will. Yeah. I think if we forget what God's called us to, it's very easy to give in to the voice oh, of yeah. opposition. But the second we remember God has called, which is the creator of the heavens yeah. and the earth, has called me to do this, that changes our perspective. So I encourage you to keep your call front yeah. and center. So, and finally, Jesus. It's like the obvious answer, but let me just push into this for a second. Yeah. Life cannot be lived outside of intimate relationship with God. God wants to do this with you. Holly talked about this a bit ago about the creator of the universe wants to partner with you. Mm. You are not doing this in your own strength. You cannot do this in your own strength. This idea of living a life of purpose and of fulfillment and living a life of purpose can only come in relationship with Jesus. So I want to encourage you right now, to stop trying to do things in your own strength and to push your problems, push your call, push everything you are facing into that relationship with Jesus and do it with Him. He wants to partner with you in your life to do His will. And I think maybe you're listening this morning and maybe you've been trying to do this life on your own. Maybe you have trying to maybe work out your own salvation on your own, whether it's good works or you're just trying to be a good person. Or maybe you've been trying to find your own satisfaction or your own fulfillment in life. And you just keep washing up on that same shore of of dissatisfaction, of just feeling discontented, just feeling empty, feeling lost. Can I encourage you, today could be a day that could change your life forever. where you come to meet Jesus, he wants to partner with you to do this life. He specializes in bringing things that seem unsalvageable and making them uh, purposeful making them significant. Now, like we believe this because Jesus was sent down to this earth. He is He is God and he was sent down to earth to live a human life, mm. to go through the very pains that we have been through. He was tortured on a cross yeah. and upon that cross hung our sin, our mm. shame, our brokenness, our guilt. As he walks out of the grave, he restores a relationship with the Father so that we can live in peace Mm. so that we can live in fulfillment so he can redeem all that which was lost and broken Mm. that's the god who we serve christianity is the only religion where god came to us Mm. okay we don't have to work our way to god anymore god came to us Mm -hmm. and we have a way back to the father because of all he did nothing we did everything he did so maybe this morning you just think i'm tired of doing this on my own I'm trying to figure I'm tired of trying to figure this out on my own, God. I, I, I just want you to, to, to do this with me. Yeah. Help me fight my sin. Help me fight my brokenness. Help me fight my guilt. And you just want to pray a simple prayer this morning. Jesus, I give you my life. Along with all my brokenness, along with my calling, mm. my gifts, my talents, my family, my anything. I just give you my life. Would you do something with it that only you can do?
1: Yeah.
0: I want to encourage you to pray that prayer.
1: Love that, so true. And I just want to encourage you as well this morning that maybe you've been feeling some opposition, and um, maybe there's some things that we've touched on this morning, like we spoke about before. Maybe it's like a relationship and um, family life, your marriage.
0: Mm-hmm. It could
1: be your financial situation or your health situation right now. There's so many areas. It could even be your job, and mm-hmm. um, that you're just feeling opposition in. Like I just can't do this. There's nowhere to go from here, and um, it's too big. I don't think I can do anything about it. Like, what, what can I even do in this? And I just want to encourage you and remind you that just not to give give up. Not to mm-hmm. give up because God has got you. Like we're saying before, like, he, he wants to give you his strength. He wants to give you his joy, his mm-hmm. love, his peace. Like, all these things are available to us um, um, when we live life with God. And yeah, just want to encourage you that we have that decision to make. Mm-hmm. When we come to opposition, we can either stop we can give up and um, we can take one of those easy roads, roads out mm. or we can decide to move forward in it. We can decide to make that progress. We can decide to get community around us, mm. to get into the word of God and to remember our call and just remember Jesus and what he's done for us. Mm. So I just really want to encourage you this morning. Yeah. That, like, just don't no, give up so because good. God has got you in this. Yeah. God has got you always. And I just want to encourage you to, to like... Fight
0: for that. Yeah. Fight nice. for the, so fight good. against the opposition. Nice. I just want to, I just guess, close before Holly, I want you to pray for us. Yeah. Um, pray for everyone listening. Um, obviously, as a church, we're coming into a time, like I keep saying, where we're called to do something that seems really impossible, mm. that seems far too big, that seems like even, you know, are we going to be able to do that? And uh, I just want to encourage you, this message is exactly the same. When we get going, people will start to say, this is too big for you you know, and the things that we feel God has called us into, that is far too much money for you to raise. That is far too big a vision for you to step into. Can I encourage you that we need to remember what God has called us to Mm -hmm. as individuals and as a church. And I want us to fight against this because it is what God wants us to do. It is what God wants to do to step into the future. I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know what the future looks like, but I know 100% that God is asking us to step out. That is what we can control. We can control our obedience and God can control the end result. So God wants us to step out. Mm -hmm. And I'm encouraged uh, to know that we're heading through this series and it's speaking right into where we are. So I want you to be encouraged this morning. And uh, if you pray for us, and then we'll close up.
1: Yeah, God, I just thank you for this message. God, I thank you for this conversation. Uh, God, I just thank you for everybody who's listening to um, this online right now. And I just pray that the words that we've spoken this morning, the the verses that we've read, this um, passage in the Bible, God, that um, it doesn't just stay here. It doesn't just stay in this moment, but this just transfers to our life. God, I pray into all the situations of opposition people are facing right now. God, and I just pray boldness. I ask oh, yeah. for you to come, and I ask you for you to be present in people's situations where they might not have been able to see you before. God, I just say, um, I just ask you to make yourself known, and God, I just pray for people's hearts um, that are feeling discouraged. God, I pray that um, just joy in there right now, peace in there. Mm-hmm. God, and for those who have just given their life to you, I just, um, I just ask for your. Um, Yeah, just for your support and that um, us as a church can just come around them right now as they begin this journey um, of life with you and all that you've got in store for them. And yeah, I just thank you um, that uh, this Bible that we've... um we've read from god that these words are alive and they're living and that um like we're saying that it can't it can't stay in this moment god i just really get this real big sense that this can't stay in this moment there's stuff that needs to be done with this there's there's people that are listening to this right now who know know that this is for them in this moment so i just pray over them right now um yeah again god just be with them amen
0: amen well it's been good Uh, i hope you are encouraged and inspired and if you Uh, made that decision for the first time that you wanted to follow Jesus you want to uh, become a Christian can I encourage you get in touch Dan and Grace are going to jump on in a minute and kind of walk you through what that looks like Um, but please get in touch Uh, don't do this journey on your own Uh, we want to celebrate you want to champion you and uh, yeah so thanks for joining us this week and uh, we'll see you next week see ya you've been listening to a weekly message from Light Church. If you'd like any more information, you can find us online or on social media. Thanks for listening.